Welcome to Living Life. Uh, a few months ago, I went on a Holy Land tour, and it took us to Jordan, and it took us to Israel. Uh, as many of you know, Jordan is a Muslim country, and Israel is a Jewish country. And though they're very, very different, uh, they shared one thing in common. Uh, they both had the same dietary restriction. In both countries, no one was allowed to eat pork, uh, because it's a common rule for both Jews and for Muslims. Uh, so everywhere we went, we had beef, we had chicken, and we had fish. Uh, we were not allowed to eat pork, and I missed it so much. As a matter of fact, the day I got back to America, the first thing that I did was run to the restaurant, and I got me some good pork. Uh, chapter 11 in the book of Leviticus is a brand new beginning for this section. Uh, we are going away from the offering and the ritual sacrifices, and now we're focusing on God's dietary laws. Uh, God, God's dietary restrictions uh, for his people, the Israelites. As modern-day Christians, we may not have to adhere to the same rules and regulations. We are free in our Christian freedom uh, to be able to eat whatever we want. However, it does not mean that this word is not relevant, irrelevant. As a matter of fact, the word of God is always alive, always powerful, uh, always equipping, and these messages are even more important for us to be able to read and meditate. Uh, so join me today as we start uh, chapter 11 in the book of Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 11 verses 1 through 28. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Say to the Israelites, Of all the animals that live on land, these are the ones you may eat. You may eat any animal that has a divided hoof and that chews the cud. There are some that only chew the cud or only have a divided hoof, but you must not eat them. The camel, though it chews the cud, does not have a divided hoof. It is ceremonially unclean for you. The hyrax, though it chews the cud, does not have a divided hoof. It is unclean for you. The rabbit, though it chews the cud, does not have a divided hoof, it is unclean for you. And the pig, though it has a divided hoof, does not chew the cud, it is unclean for you. You must not eat their meat or touch their carcasses, they are unclean for you. Of all the creatures living in the water of the seas and the streams, you may eat any that have fins and scales. But all creatures in the seas or streams that do not have fins and scales, whether among all the swarming things or among all the other living creatures in the water, you are to regard as unclean. And since you are to regard them as unclean, you must not eat their meat. You must regard their carcasses as unclean. Anything living in the water that does not have fins and scales is to be regarded as unclean by you. 
These are the birds you are to regard as unclean and not eat because they are unclean. The eagle, the vulture, the black vulture, the red kite, any kind of black kite, any kind of raven, the horned owl, the screech owl, the gull, any kind of hawk, the little owl, the cormorant, the great owl, the white owl, the desert owl, the osprey, the stork, any kind of heron, the hoopoe, and the bat. All flying insects that walk on all fours are to be regarded as unclean by you. There are, however, some flying insects that walk on all fours that you may eat, those that have jointed legs for hopping on the ground. Of these, you may eat any kind of locust, katydid, cricket, or grasshopper. But all other flying insects that have four legs you are to regard as unclean. You will make yourselves unclean by these. Whoever touches their carcasses will be unclean till evening. Whoever picks up one of their carcasses must wash their clothes, and they will be unclean till evening. Every animal that does not have a divided hoof or that does not chew the cud is unclean for you. Whoever touches the carcass of any of them will be unclean. Of all the animals that walk on all fours, those that walk on their paws are unclean for you. Whoever touches their carcasses will be unclean till evening. Anyone who picks up their carcasses must wash their clothes, and they will be unclean till evening. These animals are unclean for you. Today's passage is a list of God's commands uh, for His people, the Israelites. Uh, it's a list of dietary regulations that the people are to follow. Uh, verses 2 to 8, it details about the land animals. Uh, verses 9 to 12 are about the sea creatures. Uh, verses 13 to 19 are about the birds. And verses 20 to 23 are about the various insects. And uh, about all of these animals, God's commands tell us which animals are meant to be clean and able to be consumed and which animals are meant to be unclean and therefore the people are to stay away from them. Uh, then not only are they not allowed to eat them, they're not allowed to touch uh, their carcasses as well. Uh, scholars, uh, pastors, they debate the reasons why because God, He gives us this list, He gives us these commands, uh, but He doesn't provide the reasons for it. Uh, so we're forced to guess and make educated reasons uh, for God telling us to do all of these things. Uh, many believe it was a way to keep the Israelites healthy, uh, to save them from disease perhaps. Others think it has to do with the animals themselves, or perhaps it's to promote uh, you know, moderation uh, for the Israelites so they don't go overboard with the killing of animals. Uh, regardless of the reason, Leviticus chapter 11 reminds us that God does not always provide reasons and explanations for His commands, yet we as His people are still supposed to obey to every word of God. You know, for us in this modern day world, we like to have reasons for everything. Uh, I've worked with children before I was a pastor as a tutor, and now as a pastor I work with children in our education department, and the number one response they have for me is always, why? I tell them to do something, why? Let's do this, why? They always want a reason for everything. Uh, picture this, imagine there was a man walking down the street and I see a car speeding and is about to hit him and I need the man to stop. So I scream out, stop. 
Uh, but instead of the man stopping, he keeps on walking. He asks me, hey, what are the reasons why I have to stop? Can you give me a detailed explanation why I have to stop? Uh, we all know if he kept on doing that, uh, then the con consequences would be pretty terrible, uh, pretty dire for him. Uh, that's why one of the major themes of Leviticus is the theme of obedience. You know, it's easy for us to obey when the benefits are very obvious. However, it's very difficult for us to obey when we don't know the reasons why, or it's very difficult for us to obey when it comes at a cost for us. But we know through chapters like Leviticus chapter 11 that when we obey, in our obedience, that we get closer to God. We get a greater glimpse of God. As a matter of fact, our relationship deepens and we are uh, able to be able to glorify uh, God and His name when we are able to obey His words. In today's passage, God makes a distinction between the clean and the unclean animals. And like we mentioned before, uh, there are no reasons for it. And some are clean and we're able to eat them. Some are unclean. Therefore, His people, the Israelites, are meant to obey, uh, to, to obey and stay away from these unclean animals. However, when you do obey, they get closer and closer to God. Because when they are considered ritually unclean, they're actually forced to leave the community of God and they're unable to worship God properly in that community. Therefore, the goal was to always be clean, to be pure, so that you could go in the presence of God and not be afraid. You know, it's a very powerful and relevant message for us today as well. In order for us to go into the presence of God, we must go clean. We must be clean with our actions, we must be clean with our thoughts, we must be clean and we must go with all the good that we have when we enter in the presence of God. If we have faith and we know who God is, we must always acknowledge that God is God and that we are not, and we must be able to remove anything that is impeding our relationship with Him. And these laws and regulations, even the dietary ones, they remind us of this relationship that we are supposed to have with Him that He is our Creator and we are His creation. But the laws, they also remind us that we are lacking in so many different ways because it's impossible for us to always be following all these laws and regulations and for us to be pure always. So we must understand that we need to always rely on God. Uh, by ourselves, nothing good can come. Therefore, we must always rely on God and be able to follow in His instructions and follow uh, whatever path He leads us so that we may always be able to come into His presence pure and clean. In Acts chapter 10, uh, we read about the Apostle Peter, and he has this amazing vision. Uh, it says that he was hungry, and while he was waiting for the food to be prepared, uh, he fell into a trance. And he saw this huge sheet, this white sheet. And on that sheet were all of these animals, reptiles, animals, all of these different animals on it. And there he heard a voice saying, Peter, kill these animals and eat them. And had all these animals, some of them clean, some of them unclean. And Peter, as an observant Jew, he screamed out, Surely no, I will not eat anything. I have never eaten anything, as a matter of fact, which was considered impure and unclean. However, the voice responds to this cry one more time. And he says, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. Uh, Peter ends up taking this vision 
and, and, and understands that it's God's vision for him to be able to preach the gospel not only to the Jews, but also to the Gentiles. Uh, but this vision reminds us once again that it's all about God. If God considers it clean, then it is clean. If God considers it unclean, then it is unclean. It has nothing to do with us, nothing to do with the standards of this world. It only has to do with God. And all God desires for us is not to set something for ourselves, but instead to be able to bow down and just obey whatever he tells us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father God, we thank you for today's word, and we thank you for giving us this message from Leviticus chapter 11. Uh, Lord, even though it might be hard for us to understand, and we might understand that uh, these laws and regulations, they do not apply to us in the same way, we know that your word is alive in us, and we pray that we are able to obey. Help us to remember that everything that we have, that everything good that we are able to do only comes from you, and that you desire for us to obey. So let us be able to dedicate this one day to you, Lord. Uh, whatever is impeding our relationship with you, let us be able to lay it down and just be able to focus all that we have on you this one day. Heavenly Father God, remind us once again that you are the creator and that we are your creation, and all we have to do is to be able to follow the lead that you are giving us. Lord, we thank you for the grace and mercy that you have shown us today. And we pray all this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Sing your song, let your burden and stepping in closer. See you.